0: future CEOs on cliffcentral.com
1: Good afternoon everybody listening to future CEOs my name is Tlubi Moya Arnold and it's so good to be back on the station it's so good to be back on radio yes everyone I know it's the end of the year and am feeling a bit rugged and tired but this is a show that should lift those spirits, lift those attitudes and give you a banging sensation to the end of a strong 2017 yes I know that whether you are in a small startup or really on your way to becoming a future CEO. This is the show which gives you the tools, the mentorship, the skills, the advice, the great experts to allow you to fast track your career to being a global sensation, an African superstar in your business. Without any further ado, I love having women on the show and everyone who listens to the show knows that not because we're hardcore feminists, but we're the different kind of feminists. You know, it's not about the exclusion of men. It's about the inclusion of women in every single space in society, especially those, those spaces that I like to define as disruptive, especially the spaces which I like to hashtag women in tech. So without any further ado, Arlene Mulder, the co-founder of hashtag, well for me, we think code, but that's her business that she started and it's, it's unique and it's interesting and it's inspirational. And of course she's a graduate of the EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, Accelerator Program Hi
0: Arlene Hi, It's <laughs> so amazing to be here with you
1: I'm. You know what, I'm so excited to have you here Because um, I think that As we said, just Stepping into the show Women just need to see their reflection in other people's lives Especially when it's Careers that are not Pretty and pink And strawberries and cream Something really against the norm Tell us who you are and a little bit about your background.
0: Sure. Oh, and I couldn't agree more with you. Sometimes we just need that little bit of confidence to be brave and to take crazy leaps of faith. I know. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. As I told you, I feel like I'm just this normal girl from Pretoria. I with started... a beautiful voice. <laughs> Yeah, Thank you (laughs) When I was in primary school My Afrikaans teacher She told me You're going to be on radio one day So maybe I should come join your show
1: (laughs) Tell us more about who you are Beautiful woman
0: um, so I started off by studying actual science. So I actually did a master's degree in business, mathematics, and informatics. Amen. I have always, I know, sometimes I feel like I'm such a nerd, but I've always loved math, solving problems, and technology, and coding. After that, I then joined Rand Merchant Bank. I joined the graduate program for two years. I built all the credit was rating models. It was very cool. I learned so much. Wow. And then for five years, I worked in the M&A team as a dealmaker, which was incredible because you got to work with CEOs of the largest companies. Uh-oh. You got to sit and you got to listen to how do they strategize about their business and what are the corporate action and the strategies that they would like to implement for you, their business. Is that the, at the EO? No, that was at R&B. At R&B, okay. At R&B. Okay. So that was an amazing experience. I kind of think, I worked really hard. Mm. And as we, you know, it's kind of the theme that we're going to discuss today as well. But even there, I was one of the only female deal makers. So in a way, I felt like I had to work much harder than everyone else. And to be honest... I actually don't even think society puts us in these boxes. I think we put ourselves in these boxes. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to encourage young women out there to not do that. But anyway, I did that. Mm -hmm. I guess on the one hand, it made me work really hard. And you know that 10,000-hour rule that they say?
1: Amen. It
0: probably got me there quite fast, quite a lot faster. Mm -hmm. But it was incredible. I learned a lot. But then there was just this feeling inside of me. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that I want to do something more. And I've always been really passionate about education and obviously about technology and about um, mathematics and kind of how can you use tech to solve problems and just grow whatever it is exponentially. That's always excited me so much. And I think what I've always loved is if someone says to me, it's impossible, it can't be done. You're like, then I want to <laughs> solve that. <laughs> yeah. So um, all of these things kind of came together um, during the last year that I was at R&B. I saw more and more that all the CEOs and business leaders that we were dealing with and advising, they were all going, okay, we're going through this digital revolution. Some had mm-hmm. strategies, some didn't. And they were quite scared because I mean, the, the future is quite unknown. For the first time now, the future changes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just that rate of change, it's, it's quite scary. And now all of a sudden you need different kind of people to work for you. Correct. You need tech skills and we can go into the whole coding side now but also just saying tech or coding I mean it's so broad what What does it it mean what is that let's just define tech and coding (laughs) what it's hard to define in your own words I would say that technology gives you the power to design and create anything but you know to say I can code it's a kind of saying I can read okay but do you read comic books do you read poetry or do you read quantum physics books They're all reading, they're all unique and incredible in their own way, but they're all very different. So are you a front-end UX person or um, are you a Unity game developer or are you into security? Are are you into machine learning? It's it's so broad, but I would say if you can code, no matter which way or which discipline you go into, You've got the superpower. Amen. And you've got the superpower to whatever idea you can think about, you can actually create it. Uh,
1: you know what? Correct me if I stand wrong, but I think the uh, Rwandan currency, um, a paper has got kids coding on the actual currency. That's how revolutionary coding has become in Africa, you know, and how the, uh, exactly. the
0: importance of it, um, Arlene. And as you often see, we're going uh, sidetrack now, but as you often see what happens... You know, also if people say Africa, it's so broad, but what you often see happening is that we leapfrog technology. Um, so instead of just going to landlines, um, everything, one went to the mobile phone. So there's a lot of examples like that, and I truly believe that coding could be that. So we will just leapfrog, and this is what we think code is all about. we saying that, are you born to code? Were you born with this aptitude? Doesn't matter what you've studied before. Doesn't matter where you wow. come from. Doesn't matter financially whether you can pay for tuition or not. It's free to all students. But you might be born with this incredible aptitude. And coding today is a skill that you can learn quite quickly. Really. So our course is two years. Mm-hmm. So within two years, you could go from not even having a metric to being a rock star, amazing coder that can build anything. And
1: listen, so coding can be used in
0: any size and shape and form within your business, Arlene. Absolutely. Any kind of business. Any kind of business. I mean, think of the Cliff Central app. Correct. Someone had to build that. Correct. The only reason you can listen to us now is because of software engineers. Correct. Even in the music wow. industry and um, there's incredible things being done through software engineering think of virtual reality i was um at this really cool company 2 weeks ago and they work for the mining industry i mean did you think of that i mean now you wear vr headset Correct. and you go up a mine shaft and it actually tests if you have if you're afraid of heights
1: Girl, um, I can see this anyway. interview can go on for so long, <laughs> yes. but I know you're a busy woman. So let's get back to your entrepreneurial journey. Okay. So you yes. studied all these things, especially the financial sector, uh, working closely, um, learning, being mentored by big CEOs. When did the choice and decision to leave the great financial sector and maybe the corporate world and start your own business? it it was what was what, what, <laughs> what pivoted that what
0: what happened so i think it wasn't just like an overnight thing it was something that was coming quite a while and at a stage, just everything converged, so the education side, the tech side, and the timing was ideal and Then I met my co-founder, so her name is Camille. she's from France, and long story short, we were drinking wine one night, and yes, we had absolutely <laughs> <laughs> as, as one ideas. does as one <laughs> does and long story short, we just said she told me about this incredible school in Paris called Ecole, Ecole forty two that we've partnered with, and we just said. We need to bring this to South Africa. So it's
1: it's basically, is is it a reflection or a mirror of Ecole 42 is what we think code is?
0: So our content, our curriculum, the way that our students learn is... A mirror of 42 but our business model and we've also added some life skills and coding for success so we've added quite a few things but the the actual way of learning with no teachers no classes that we got from 42 so then when i met camille and she's told me about the school and we just said you know we just clicked and we said we need to start this in south africa And then I realized, and I had this thing in my head, I promised myself that I was going to resign before I turned 30. I don't know why, but I, sometimes you've got to give yourself just that deadline. And I realized also, if I don't quit my job, I'm not going to do this. And you know what happened the day I quit my job, then I needed to step up. I needed to... Now I was responsible for my decision. Mm -hmm. Now I felt like I need to make this work. Mm -hmm. First of all, I think... So someone said to me once, it's like, it's burning your boats. You can't go back. So if you go out to sea, you burn the little boats, you (laughs) can't go back. So the day I resigned and I said I was going to start this, then I had to start Mm -hmm. this. So my advice to young people out there thinking about should I do it or not, just start. But then also... Kind of take that leap of faith so that you've got something on risk because then you are really motivated and give yourself some deadlines. So we said we're going to open um, January 2016. That was our deadline and we announced it. So we had to we had to make that deadline. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people work better with it or not, but my advice and in my life, this is what, this is what really helps me is to say, okay, here's the deadline. We've got to do it and to really take that leap of faith. And you asked now about, you know, it's hard. I, in the beginning, I, I didn't have confidence in myself. I was like, well, what do I know? I felt like I can joke because my hair looks different now, but we were these two blonde girls <laughs> under 30 and we're like, what do we know about starting a tech school? But, you know, it was quite scary, and um, we can talk now about the EO Accelerator, but I think one of the things it really taught us, and Camille and I, we were on this program together, which is amazing, and I think it just helped us a little bit, give us a little bit of boost and just that little bit of confidence. And, you know, there's a quite a famous TED Talk that I like, and they talk about we teach our boys to be brave and our girls to be perfect. perfect. I've
1: seen that TED Talk.
0: So we scare too. Take that leap Mm. sometimes. We're scared we're going to fail. We're scared we're not going to be perfect.
1: Before we got we get, we talk about we Think Codes. Tell us about the experiences, especially you know, I, I, in the industry, the financial sector that you were in prior to starting we Think Codes. Tell us about the situations or experiences in a male-dominated sector, in a male-dominated industry, and just yeah. a bit of um, lessons that you learned actually, with which gave you a thick skin to start and maintain a leadership quality and a position in we Think Code.
0: Mm. You know it's difficult, and I look back now, and I was quite young when I when I started there. So um, probably I would do certain things differently, but I must say the lessons I learned was was invaluable. But you know the one thing I'll say is it's not that companies don't want the companies actually want women there, but. It's difficult. And like I said, we're scared to take risks sometimes. Guys are much more prone to just jump in. And in a in a place like investment banking with deal-making, which is, you know, it's hectic. Um, I think guys are just more, okay, let me take a chance and I'll just see if it happens. So there are very few women who actually put their hand up and say that they want to do this. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is, and I'm so sorry to say this, but it is true. You know, I'd walk into a boardroom and they'd be like, oh, what are are you doing here? You know, and that's why I felt, so I went and I prepared 10 times more and I made sure that I was on top of my game. But you know what? If you do that and if you set your boundaries, it's all about boundaries. If someone starts to make a joke with you or start to want to be inappropriate, you know, it's not that they're a bad person. It's just you and it's actually your own responsibility. You need to set those boundaries and you need to make sure that it stays professional. And you know what? Once you've set that boundary, then it's great. You 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 know
1: what? Professional relationships are everything and you have to be right and you you teach people how to treat you.
0: Absolutely.
1: What I want to really want to touch base on, we'll we'll come back to We Think Code because there's so much I want to unpack and unravel, especially where you see yourself with We Think Code in a couple of years time and where you see it and what's your dream for it. But I know you wouldn't have been where you are in this present moment without the Entrepreneurs Organizator Accelerator program.
0: Yes or no? Yeah, it was an, it's an incredible experience. I think the the best thing about it is you know when you when you're on the entrepreneurial journey and even me with my co-founder Kami we were in this whole journey together but it's quite lonely and you feel don't. like I'm the only person going through this and then joining something like EO accelerator you realize okay I'm not the only person going through this and it's just so how it works is there's accountability groups or forum so once a month it's a group of people coming together. Everything is, a, it's completely um confidential oh, really? and you are encouraged and almost you have to share the top five bottom and um highs and lows okay. of your life and the things that you would not share with anyone else. Wow. And it's a safe environment where you can share those things. So you can share the worst things, all the best things that you're going through that you cannot necessarily share with your friends no. or even your own partner. No. But here's, a group of people who understand who goes through the same thing and who are there to and just kind of encourage you.
1: as well. So, as for those of, so, for those of you who really don't know uh, much about the entrepreneurs organization, so here's a little bit of a snippet that I just want to read to you. So, according to a recent study, 86% of startup businesses in Este fail within their first year because entrepreneurs lack the relevant information and financial management skills to run a successful enterprise. There are many stumbling blocks that exist and factors. F- Fact, uh, factors such as finance skills, access to local and international markets, education and the right network needs to be addressed to ensure that SA entrepreneurs are able to grow and thrive. Did you get all of that at the entrepreneurs organization?
0: Yeah, so the accelerator is amazing because you have these learning days. So, for example, one of them is a is a finance day. And I was lucky because I came from a finance background Correct. but most entrepreneurs are not. Mm-hmm. And I must say in this one session, And these are successful entrepreneurs because to get into the accelerator, your business has to make more than $250,000. So these are already successful businesses. So
1: even the the best are actually wanting to, they, they
0: desire this kind of information. But you know, most of these entrepreneurs, they did not know the difference between an income statement, a balance sheet and a cash flow. They did not know. So that's where the accelerator program and the learning days are so great Mm. because, and you know what, you can learn those things fairly quickly and easily. So within a day, some of the people change their cash conversion ratios completely just changing one small thing. So it just gives you that little edge and it gives you, access to amazing people, and then those accountability groups because, you know, sometimes we also need that. And there's a, there's, there's a lot of principles in here, but you're not allowed to give advice. You're just allowed to share your stories. Okay. But, you know, you sharing your story with your peers in your forum, you are accountable. Mm. And they don't say anything to you. But, you know, if you come with the same issue every month, you gonna you gonna feel like okay I need to address. I this. need to I, I know
1: I need to step my game I up. Know. So where uh, where about did you have where are the EOs located? So so is there one in Cape Town? I presume. Obviously you were in Johannesburg and did this.
0: Yes. So there's a Joburg and Cape Cape Town's just opening their accelerator program now, first week of November. Wow. So I think the applications are still open okay. for for Cape Town accelerator, okay. and then. Once you gra- so the point of accelerator is to help you to scale your business to the million dollar level.
1: We all want that. We all want that, right? We all want that. So
0: once you once you reach the million dollar level, you can join EO. So I've now graduated into EO, yeah, uh, which is awesome. you're a graduate, baby. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's, that's, and, that's and great. And EO has chapters in Cape Town, Joburg, and Durban.
1: Women-male ratio, black-white ratio, what's going on there?
0: So I don't know all the stats for the other chapters, but in Cape Town, we are only five women out of about 60 members. (sighs) So we are actually, the women of EO, we're doing a little bit of a drive to also encourage women because I think what also happens is women out there see EO as this boys club. It's not. It's really not the case. But people see it that way. So we just want to show that it's not the case. And I want to tell you a story because, you know, sometimes people go, oh, we have our B quota, we have our female quota, and they feel like they have to fill it. But it's not the same here. So in the forums I've explained to you, the guys fight to have women in their forum because they, they say know, they it know. adds so much value.
1: Correct. They know the potential that it yeah. brings, you know. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. So you're starting up, we think code give us a a hard learned lesson before you went to or, or something oh, that, so many. that had to do that really broke your sense of confidence with being an entrepreneur, had the, a sense of failure. Give us a little anecdote.
0: Oh, there's so many. And, but, you know, but obviously we like
1: as future CEOs, lessons, <laughs> and <independent laughs> solutions.
0: No, absolutely. You know what? Actually, the first, the first thing that I'd like to share is if you really, and you know, it's not passion. Passion fades. If you believe in what you do, so if you have this conviction, so in, in our case, it is, we believe that there are incredibly talented people out there and we want to, Help them unlock their potential. The
1: South African high potential. I exactly. Know, I know. But, yeah.
0: but it's quite important because if you have that belief and conviction, then no matter what happens, you're going to get up the next day and you're not going to quit because you're not just going to leave it. I've often said if we were selling shoes or coffee, I would be out, but not really, but you know, you feel that you have those low days. And, you know, sometimes things are just not happening. And you're used to things happening quickly in today's life. Like everything is instant. Now you have to sign a contract with a big corporate and their legal team is just taking weeks and weeks and months and months to get back to you. And you know the deal has been agreed, but you need the paperwork. And your board says to you, no, you can't sign your lease until the paperwork is done. And it's a very tricky situation. So this is one of my mm-hmm. – my it was one of my low points. And so we needed to open our campus. Mm-hmm. And I know the deal is signed or agreed, but it's not signed on paper and I need to sign my lease and we need expansion and we need equipment. And, and then, you know, you have to deal with all of this and you've got students coming and, but then it's, it's difficult because it's not in your hands. And there's a lot of external factors like that. So that's for me, the hardest things, things that are not in my hands, you know, you wait for external parties and then you speak to one person and the next and they say, yes, yes, tomorrow, but it's not tomorrow. So I've learned to factor in also a lot of, um, additional time whenever people say it's going to take this long, just, just double it, just double it. But then if you have that conviction in what you're doing, you know, you're going to have your low days, but it's going to be okay. And you're just going to see what you're going to remind yourself, this is what you do and you're going to deal with it and what, it's going to be fine.
1: What would you define as characteristics of being, uh, a leader of an organization and a leader of something which you describe yourself as revolutionary.
0: Arlene. So I think what's extremely important for us is, is the culture and the values. And, you know, I feel like people throw those words around very easily. And especially today, everyone's now focusing on that and they say, oh yeah, our values are so important. But you know what? You can write those values on the wall or, in a in a piece of paper but you need to love them mm. and they're not always easy you know cuz i just said you're going to have your low days and as a leader even in those low days you've got to love your values and that's hard cuz you need to kind of leave your personal and your emotional and your stuff aside and but for me if i think of myself and my oh it's hard then i'm not at my best if I, if I turn it around and kind of think, Oh, you know, I've got this responsibility. Um, this is our business. This is our team. This is our students. As soon as I focus on that, then it's much easier for me to focus on the goal and where we're going.
1: You know, we kind of empower our, ourselves and each other by reading leadership and business books. And I know you're a book lover. <laughs> <laughs> what books that you read about business or about leadership? And what you've learned through the journey hmm. of We Think Code, that they didn't teach you in those books. Yeah. That was self-taught. That was the, your, your life yeah. you in know, action, in motion.
0: There's all these books, and they're great. And I, know, I I love yeah. to read them. But, you what know, they teach you? You <laughs> I think it's that. It's like it's a lot of responsibility. You know, it sounds so glamorous to be an entrepreneur. I feel it's like My the God, you know, the it's the word thing. of the day. It, it, is it is the word of the day, babe. But you know it's what? Like- <laughs> it's not easy. And it's not for everyone, and that's okay. And you know, the hardest thing for me, okay, now you start your business, it's like your baby. It's like it's everything and I think a mistake that we make and I'm kind of in that mistake is you start defining yourself also about your business. And one of the things that I'm learning now is also sometimes when you scale, often you are now, you are now the bottleneck. So you need to let go of some things. And you know, sometimes when you scale a business, maybe as a founder, maybe you're not the right person to lead the organization anymore. Maybe you're not the right person to be the CEO, but that's extremely hard because most of most of our entrepreneurial A types like to control everything and
1: mine, mine,
0: mine. Exactly, and um, I won't say it. Well, I, I guess I need to be honest, but I'm. I want everything to be perfect, and I'm absolutely. Mm. But you know what? You can't. You can't do everything yourself. You need to let go, mm. and you need. And you know, everyone tells you how important your team is. You know, but no matter how much people tell you that or how much you read about it or how to find A players, you can read about it until your face gets blue, but it's hard. And you know what? It's not just there are good people and bad people and A players and all. it doesn't work like that. It is who fits into your team with your personality, with the other people, with your values, with your culture and that is hard. And in a weird way, that's actually our business. We're trying to find talent and their most amazing talent, help them to unlock their potential and then place them at corporates. Oh, wow. And if you take the different banks, so we've got, F&B we've got FMB, so, R&D so, so, Invested, uh, but they're also different. So who fits best and yeah. So, so okay. So hard. going, so,
1: so going back to let's, let's touch base a little bit <laughs> uh, on, on, uh, we think code. So it's university. Yes. Tell us more, uh, dot, 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 ellipse, i leave it in your head.
0: So, okay. Okay, very, very quick Brief elevator pitch. pitch yeah. So, there's three things that make us different. Yeah. So, we are a software engineering university, but first of all, we are aiming to democratize education. Free to all students. You don't even need Matrix to apply. You don't need to know anything about coding. You play three games to apply. 17 to 35 years old, that is the only criteria. So, open to Anyone to apply?
1: You said your um, campus was at in the CBD here in Johannesburg. Well? Yes, CBD okay.
0: Joburg. Tell and us next... more about that. Yeah. So we across the road from the Joburg Library.
1: Lovely. In the heart
0: of the CBD. Stunning. It's awesome to be there. I feel like that's How about the energy? real How about oh, Energy. Amazing, amazing. amazing. You need to come visit.
1: Stimuli, Stimulate. It's awesome. Okay, tell us more, yeah. And
0: then the second thing a is. A tuition
1: free tech university.
0: Completely tuition free to students. Mm. So the second thing is we've got no teachers, no classes. Mm. So it's completely different to the traditional university model. So we've revolutionized the way that education works. It's much more like a work environment. I mean, you come in, you have a computer, you log on to one of our 320 iMacs, and you learn from your peers. But if you think about the future, the skills of the future, where are we going? So first of all, what our students learn is how to solve problems. Coding is the tool. It's not like you're there to learn to code. You're there to learn how That's to solve amazing. problems. And how do I use coding as a tool to solve problems? Yeah. And then secondly, you learn how to learn new things. I mean, the tech world, it changes every day. If you're so stuck into, oh, no, I can just learn Java. That's all I can do for the rest of my life. You might be fine for the next year or two. And then what if it changes? You being like such a mathematician, how do you feel about... Uh you know,
1: our school kids and the mathematical pass rate being so low. Do, what do it's, you think of that in our
0: future? What does
1: that mean for I'm us? I'm
0: very worried about that. What does um, that mean to you? You know, but it's interesting because I don't think necessarily those kids don't have the the ability perhaps yeah obviously yeah, it is well i mean we all know but the biggest problem for me is our teachers we don't have enough teachers we don't have teachers who are skilled enough mm. and then students fall behind especially with mathematics because it builds on and um, so if you fall behind in grade three then you're missing a building block so then it's very difficult to move to the next level if you don't have those basics mm. so you know what what, they, what is exciting to me is all these initiatives that I see. So okay. there's a, there's um, a foundation called the Click Foundation, for example. So they learn, they teach kids how to read and they're also um, now going into mathematics as well. So they use technology and they use computers to enable that leapfrog with, um, okay, we don't have enough teachers. So how do we use technology to train more students? There's a lot of ed tech startups mm. that's also Using amazing things like AI and asking you questions and Stunning. establishing your level and tailoring and this is a big thing, tailoring the learning experience to the individual. Indi- to the
1: individual. So I, I mean, I know the CBD, so that really oh, attracts, you know, um, the the scholars from probably disadvantaged backgrounds you know what i mean and mm-hmm. I, and i think you, you i don't know correct me if i'm wrong is that where you want to see we think code you know what in, in places where but it can empower and uplift you know people in disadvantaged communities
0: absolutely but yeah. we we don't just focus on that I so know. when well, you apply we yeah. don't even ask race for example because we want to make it but you know what we've got Amazing people in this country We've got 4 million unemployed young people 4 million That is scary So we want to tap into the best talent And by definition, unfortunately How our country is structured at the moment Most of the young people in our country Is disadvantaged So absolutely, we want to go And you know what, let's say Advantage young people have the opportunity to go to university or even study abroad. So they already have mm. options available to them. Mm. But it's not to say we have some kids mm. for that you go went to private schools. Mm. That's awesome because that mixture and that diversity is absolutely amazing. But what we do is we partner with organizations such as Harambee to help us to access those communities. We've also partnered with Africa Tikkun to set up some testing I know days.
1: Very well, Africa Tikkun, yeah, yeah,
0: it's amazing. So they've got um computer labs in alex and Soweto Wonderful. and diffson so we we obviously put a lot of effort into reaching those communities as well because just by the nature of how things are structured they don't often have access to opportunities but you know if you think about it from obviously we've got a massive social mission but if you think of it uh, about this from a business point of view grade 1s who start only 1% of them end up with a degree so and the third thing that I wanted to talk about is our business model. So, Please do. Just just by the nature of that fact, corporates can only access 1% of the country's talent because normally they require you to have a degree. So what we're saying is we have now access to a whole different talent pool so we can find raw talent mm. that no one else that is potential. currently tapping into. That high potential. And this is where our business model comes in. So all our students study for free no matter what your background But how are you making money? Our our customers are corporates. So FNB, for example, says we want 20 students. We need software engineers. And now the brilliant thing is banks like that now have said, okay, we'll take students without matric. That is a massive thing. I
1: know. That's such a shift.
0: So then they say, okay, we will pay you per student. And they pay us up front. So cash flow-wise, this is amazing. (laughs) It enables us to buy all the equipment and offer the best possible education to our students mm. and then what happens is our students go first of all through the online test mm. and second of all through our boot camps okay. then they join us for two years but they do eight months with us then they go do a four-month internship and this is the other amazing thing about the corporate very
1: extremely thorough babe i like
0: that and yeah. they they give they give their own time and expertise and they train our students while they're studying then they come back Excellent. second year eight months four months so two years and then the corporates offer a job to our students. Excellent. So, Excellent.
1: so it's a, it's a winning formula.
0: We believe so. It's a winning formula. We believe so. I have so. to
1: ask you, where do you see We Think Code? Because, okay, so it's been running three years, two years?
0: Well, we started or. Oh. We started two and a half years ago, but we opened our doors um January 2016, so just over a year and a half.
1: And that's CBD in Johannesburg? CBD
0: Johannesburg. So next up is a new campus in Cape Town, but we've got just over 300 students currently in Joburg, wow. and we are already busy with our boot camp for 2018. Wow. Um, boot camp started on Monday. Uh, wow. We have a next one in November, another one in January. So we'll take in another 200 students in Joburg um next year, and then 120 in Cape Town. I am
1: so impressed. I am, I've got goosebumps. And so far, are you getting the goals in there? there? Is there a good, come
0: on, Arlene. Not enough. I know, that's I'm not enough. happy, but we went, in our first year we had 6%, second year 13%, so we've doubled our girls um, percentage-wise, which is amazing. Got 32 awesome rock star female coders in the making at the moment. yes. yes. But, you know, again, I've done a lot of research on this, and I think there are a couple of reasons why we're not getting so many girls. So I think the first thing is they think it's boring. They think it is you sit in a basement and you work on a printer. It's not sexy and innovative and creative, which is exactly what it is. It is extremely extremely innovative. Extremely. And then the second thing is they see it as a man's world. And quite honestly, today it still is a little bit, but we're going to change that. We are running out
1: of time. Can you believe it? No, Listen, it's... I know you're busy. You're gonna be late for your next <laughs> interview, but I don't care if your CEO's rocks. It's fine. Are you happy? I love being honey, here. I <laughs> yes. love being here. Okay, honey. We have to wrap it up. Okay, firstly, I want you to make a public announcement that we will be invited <laughs> to the next boot camp of We Think Code absolutely your invite
0: is sent future CEOs will be
1: there and we really <laughs> you know what there's nothing better than disruptors we really love that and thinking outside the box and I know you're a firm believer at, of that and owning your unique, your uniqueness and individuality I don't know and you believe that with hard work and being unique things just happen to fall in place absolutely. yes absolutely okay so to the entrepreneurs or future CEOs no matter where they are are the entrepreneurial journey entrepreneurial journey What's the best advice you've ever
0: received? Best advice is just stay true to your true north. So be okay with who you are. You know, for me, I've never fit into any boxes. You know, Afrikaans girl from Pretoria, I was supposed to be married at 26 and have kids. and You know, but it's okay if you don't fit into boxes. It's okay if you're different. It's okay if you have these crazy ideas. But be true to yourself. You know, people know when you're faking it. Um and it life is much easier if you just yourself and okay with that. I know you're a
1: lover of books. You sometimes read three books at a time. I know you <laughs> love to mountain bike, you like to try trail run. What just what does you time, me time mean to
0: Arlene? What's me time? Oh, that's such a good question. I'm trying to get more me time.
1: Are um, all?
0: <laughs> but you know I'm I'm really trying to Make more time for the things that I love because in doing that, I actually do my job much better. So I do love to cycle. I love mountain biking. Really? And the nice thing is you can't do anything else while you're doing that. So you can't be on your phone. Um, and just being outside in nature, I love that. And it's kind of, you know, that's kind of my meditation in a way because I'm out in nature, um, on my bike. That's really great. And I do love, I do love reading. And what's
1: the, what's the book? What's your favorite book what oh, you're reading at the moment? What
0: Anything? I'm reading at the moment is mm. machine learning, a book that I bought at MIT. So that's quite boring. <laughs> but, um, Tell us what But I'm about. loving okay. it. I am okay. loving it. We'll follow you on um, Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? It's at Arlene Mulder. And, it. and think code at? At we think code. At we think code. Okay. So your favorite book is a, uh, uh,
1: you tell oh, me that's
0: so hard to say when i was growing up i was i was 16 years old and i read the alchemist and it changed my life at 16 we believe you um we
1: believe you it, it
0: through the years I, I i would say that it would change but I think I should post on Twitter all the favorite books that I'm reading. Do
1: that and and, uh, and uh, tag us, touch future, uh, tag future CEOs. I COs. can't wait. I'll and, uh, do that. And our
0: Twitter handle, for those of you who are listening,
1: is at future underscore CEOs. Okay, last question before we round up today's fantastic show. And I'll definitely have her back because we'll be at that boot camp of We Think Code. Arlene Mulder, founder of We Think Code and graduate of Entrepreneurial Organization Accelerator Program. What would you say to the 18-year-old you about your entrepreneurial journey?
0: I would say start sooner and be be brave, be bold. Don't be scared to make mistakes. Don't be scared to not be perfect and just go for it.
1: In the words of Arlene Mulder, founder of We Think Code and Entrepreneur Organization Accelerated Journey. This is another quote I'm taking and I'm stealing from her. It'll be on our website, future-ceos.com. It is not easy to go against the mainstream, but if you remain true to yourself and your true north, then things strangely fall into place. That's Future CEOs. I had a fantastic time. It's so great to be back in studio and to be motivated and inspired and just uh, um, earth-shattering disruptive behavior of like-minded women who want to make positive change in big and small ways to better South Africa. Thank you so much. My name is Subim Boyer Arnold and you're listening to Future CEOs.
0: Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.